everyone has a story to tell. We connect and relate to one another when we share our stories. My name is Amelia Old, and I am your host of Voices of Inspiration. Join me as I share stories of friends, family, and strangers from my everyday life and travels. You will laugh, possibly cry, or walk away feeling connected more than ever to those around you and ready to be the change our world needs. Everyone has a story to tell. What's yours? Mandy, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Voices of Inspiration. I really appreciate you taking your time to be with me. I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me. So your journey with Inc. Interactive Neighborhood for Kids in Gainesville, Georgia is really inspiring. It's super cool. I'd never heard of this museum before, and I just think it's (laughs) so awesome. Can you tell us more about your early experiences hosting birthday parties at the museum and how that shaped your path to become the executive director? So when I was growing up, um, my siblings, I have four siblings or three siblings. I'm the fourth one. Um, And they were, you know, my youngest one was 10 years younger than me. So being a high schooler, we went to whatever the the little kids were doing. So my mom brought us to, at the time, this children's museum. It was brand new. It was just like a year old. And it was on the second story of a church in downtown Gainesville. And so she brought us there to play with my little brother. And I fell in love. I loved it. So I started volunteering. Um, it's It was set up with these little bitty neighborhoods. There was a train and there was a grocery store. And then they started doing birthday parties. So I started volunteering. And then Sherry, who is the founder of Inc., she said um, she invited me to to host the birthday parties. And so that kind of took me from high school into the early days of college where I got to host birthday parties at the museum. And that was the early days. That was that. I mean, that was 2002. And so I went to college. I had kind of stepped away. I went and did um, work downtown in Atlanta and did my um, corporate career, if you will. And then Sherry, who's the founder, she was um, about ready to retire. I say retire. Um, she's our founder. And so she wanted to step back and and pursue things with her, her children who were graduating. And at that point, she said, hey, I'm tapping you to be the executive director. And I was like, wait, what? I've been gone. Like, what are you talking about? I just hosted <laughs> birthday parties. And she was so sweet. She's the best mentor to me. And she just was, she, she was like, no, you're, you're who's it. You're the one who needs to lead us into our next phase. And so it's wow. been, I've been back now for seven years and it's been such a great journey. That's amazing. So returning to Inc. as its first on staff executive director, after such a time away, that must have been a significant decision. What actually drew you back and what vision did you bring to the organization in this big leadership role? At first, it I would say it was a selfish reason. Um, I I had just had a baby. He was about to turn a year old. And so I I was ready just to turn in my hat and do the mom life 24-7. And um, thank goodness God had different plans for me and was like, no, let's, you know, in the background, he's working out this whole Sherry retiring, 
and what does a part-time situation look like? And at the same time, being a nonprofit, this was the first time they had a paid um, executive director. And so it was really a learning thing for all of us to say, okay, what does that look like from a financial commitment from Inc.? Um, what does that look like from me also doing motherhood? And so it was this beautiful partnership of them saying, okay, come on, you're here three days a week run the museum, carry the vision. Um, at my heart, I'm creative. That, that's just who I am. I love to create, come up with new things. Um, I say I'm a professional kid at heart because I, I just, <laughs> I love kids. I love to see them be inspired and truly develop their full potential. And so that's, it's been the perfect, I would say it's a perfect marriage being back at Inc. and, and helping us get to where we are today. We've, we've, weathered a lot as these last seven years as as you do with a pandemic and different things that have happened um just in our environment there at the museum and it's been it's it's been truly great <laughs> ink has some really cool exhibits grandpappy airlines invites children to experience the magic of travel how do you see this fostering a sense of adventure and exploration in young minds what and what kind of impact do you hope it has on their understanding of travel it is a great exhibit, Grandpappy Airlines, because it's a full-sized airplane in the really? museum. And so That's when it cool. first came there, they did a little coloring contest. And there was a local um, young lady who designed, it looks like the Wonder Bread is really what it looks like. It's got polka dots <laughs> everywhere. The kids can hop in there and pretend to fly the plane. They can have, there's a seat where the parents can sit or they can be the passengers themselves. We've got luggage. We've got a airport security. So it just, it truly allows them to experience, to pretend like they're pilots, to pretend like they're airline stewards. It's, it's incredible. And I, I love when I'm back there because I'll go up and I just can kind of hear them shouting, mom, I'm going to Hawaii. Or, <laughs> and the mom's like, okay, you know, like it's just fun to hear them call out these different locations that they've either only read about in books or that they, they dream about traveling to, or maybe they have gone to those places. So to see them incorporate that into their play. And now we're starting to realize, Hey, kids came there, you know, when we, started and now they're becoming those pilots and, you know, mechanics on airplanes. And it's just, it's the coolest thing to see kids discover their full potential. And what a great way for them to learn how to, how, you know, uh, to know what to expect if they're going to the airport for the first time or flying for the first time. And, you know, that it's not a scary thing and that it can be exciting. Um, the other exhib exhibits often reflect real world environments. So like the Gainesville radiology department and the medical clinic and the grocery store. How does the use of authentic tools and materials in these exhibits enhance a child's understanding of the world around them? And what do you think, what role does the hands-on exploration play in this process? We really try to set up our exhibits to be lifelike. So you come in to the dentist office, let's say, and they see the chair and they see the equipment and they see the bright lights and it is helping them learn, Hey, this isn't a scary chair to sit in. This could be kind of fun. Look at these big teeth. This is what they're working on. So they kind of warm up to that. And we have, you know, we had an, a little girl come in and she went to the medical center and it's set up to look just like the waiting rooms. It's set up to look, have the equipment from some of the emergency situations. So the little girl came in 
played. And then we heard later that she went to her checkup at her doctor's office. And when she was there, she came in and she was totally chill, like no anxiety. She was good. She's like, okay, I'll take my flu shot now, you know, cause she was, they had pretend they had role played. And that's what it's all about is to kind of ease those anxieties. Cause oh gosh, mental health is such a big issue right now and such a big conversation. And if we can play a small part in easing the concerns of the kids, but also easing the concern of the parent taking the kids to these places, man, we're doing great things if that's if if that's being accomplished, you know. Absolutely. And you talk about um, mental health. Can you talk about some of the other about Inc.'s efforts to create an inclusive environment, which include exhibits for autistic and high sensory kids and also a program for adults with dementia? Yeah, yeah. We had a unique opportunity, which was so unfortunate. A few years ago, we had a fire and a flood and that kind of shut us down, but also gave us a really good opportunity to revisit some of our exhibits and bring in some more tactile and sensory opportunities to help aid our kids with sensory processing disorders, help aid autism, things like that. And so we were able to we call it spaghetti junction. It's part of like our Atlanta city life (laughs) and the kids will just run through it. And at first we put it in and, and honestly, some people were like, wait, why are you putting that in? Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just pool noodles hanging from the ceiling, but it's not. This area is pool noodles hanging from the ceiling, but the kids run through it and they can see and they can touch it. They can feel they listen to the sounds um, and it's just like pressure. It's it's just a beautiful thing. We have other exhibits like our, we call it the imagination playground and it's blue blocks that they can build into big structures and um, just make these really cool structures that inspire them and that they then bring in other kids. I'll tell you my, my son loves that area he thinks is the coolest thing and he'll get, he'll get lost in there in terms of just spending his entire two hours playing and building (laughs) structures. He builds houses and restaurants and then he invites the other kids to come in and play. And so it, it, not only are they learning to build things and use their minds, but they're working on those social aspects as well. And that's truly helping them be better community members. That's so awesome. Can you share a particularly heartwarming or impactful story that demonstrates the positive influence Inc. has had on a child's life? On a child's life. Absolutely. We have this one family, they they joined as a member, so you can be a member of Inc. And our Cherry, who works up front, she is our admission specialist and she welcomes everyone who comes in. And she's kind of like the grandma of Ink. She's so sweet. Well, a little boy came in with the mom and was very shy, like hiding under the mom's arm as she's checking in and just very reserved. Well, week after week, they're coming back because they have a membership. And every week, Cherry's like, Hi, how are you? Welcome. And just that little interaction. Well, year, a couple years later, he's finally to the point where he runs up, he says, hi, Cherry. And he, he, he smiles at her and he enjoys being in the exhibit. So this shy reserved boy, totally fine to be that way, but 
he was having trouble communicating with adults, communicating with his peers, and Inc. has provided that space for him to to discover his full potential. That's so great. Um, Inc.'s journey is marked by resilience. And as you mentioned, overcoming a fire and a flood. Can you share the story of how the museum and its the community rallied together during those trying times and how those experience have, experiences have fueled a spirit of determination and hope. Ink, we are just celebrate our 21st birthday. Oh, and Ink would not be, thank you. We would not be where we are today without the community, whether the financial support of the community to help you know, bring in new exhibits. We have the, like you said, the medical centers there and they, they have helped create exhibits, but even down to the people of the community, they rally so hard to make sure that the ink vision continues to be carried out. I remember the, you know, the JCs of our community and the, there's a, a local organization called Keep Paul Beautiful. They are wonderful people. And we just called and said, help. Like that's all we said was, please help. And they sent over people, bodies to help us move things out of the museum when it was soaking wet from this fire flood situation that was such a headache. They helped move things out. No questions asked. We had families who are members that were sad that we were closed for five months because of that come in and create costumes and create little extras for the exhibits. Families come in and help paint. It's beautiful how the community rallies around our neighborhood to be in the bigger neighborhood. I think it speaks volumes of the community really gathering together and rallying together for you guys. That speaks volumes on the impact that you guys have made. In what way have these challenges reshaped the museum's identity and the mission and you know, how has that experience further solidified its role as a beacon of hope and resilience? I love that you said ink is a beacon of hope and resilience. It, it, it makes me feel very proud. It's one of those things is okay. Every, anytime there's bad weather, I'm like, I'm anxious. I'm like, okay, let's close. Let's like, let's, let's get everybody home safe. Like be in your home bunker down. And luckily from day one, when we transitioned from um, our founder to myself, she was like, we're open. That's our rule. We are open. And I was like, no, but, and she's like, no, we're open. So we keep that at the core. Like I said, weather's coming. And luckily my team is like, Mandy, we'll be here there's a, you know, bad weather coming. Someone's going to be without power. They need somebody where to go to play and have their kids burn off some energy. Uh, and, and so we're open and that's, that's what we continue to strive to do because we continue, like you say, to be that beacon of hope, to provide a safe space for kids to play, to interact with each other, but also interact with their parents. I mean, we're in such a age where our cell phones are attached to our hip. I mean, or our hand, I guess. It, mine's sitting right here in front of me, you know, just in case you never know, school may call and you go. Um, but to give kids and parents a place where I walk through the museum and I see a dad on the floor building those big structures, those big um, houses from those blue blocks, 
and he's not on his phone. Like he's there engaged with the kids. And that gives the kids a sense of pride that gives them, Mm -hmm. you know, a sense of connection. They they'll end up drawing pictures and send them to us of these fun moments with their friends, their parents and their, their loved ones. So it's, it's a huge challenge to be considered that in the community, but also a, a great joy to continue to carry that mission out. Now, how do you think learning about the museum's journey through all of this adversity, how do you think learning about that can add an extra layer of of significance and appreciation to a visitor's experience? I think they can see where we came from and how far we've come. We also recognize that the kids of today are not the same learners that they were in 2002 when we started. So we have some great exhibits like our train that and the grocery store that were there from day one. But think about a grocery store back in 2002 and think about it now. <laughs> Completely different experiences. You know, it, it, it we're having to rethink how kids interact. And There's so self-checkout now. <laughs> self-checkout. I mean, think about a few years ago when it was the pandemic and there were, you know, the sneeze mm-hmm. guard things situations up. And so we put up plexiglass in those, in the grocery store so that the kids could realize, oh, there's, that's, that's normal. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing right now. That's how we go to the grocery store, um, you know, things like that. So we try to keep it very real world for them so that they can become comfortable. I think that's so important because it does make them comfortable and understand that something, even though things are changing in the world, it doesn't have to be scary. It's just part of the world right now. I think that is so important. So as you know, travel is a big focus of this podcast and Gainesville has its own unique charm. Can you highlight some of the other attractions or experiences that you enjoy that make Gainesville a compelling destination for families? I'll tell you what, Gainesville is an incredible place to visit and play. So where we currently are located is is right near the highway, but we're right next to the Midland area. So if you're in the front area of our entrance, you can see the train tracks from where we are. And that's really fun for the kids. I, I see kids all the time just watching the trains go by. If you go across the train tracks, there's so much to explore. There's great local restaurants. Um, my kids actually, my kids and I actually this summer, we rode the Gainesville trolley, which is just the <laughs> coolest thing that there's, you know, this old school trolley that goes through the community and up through Gainesville. So the kids got to ride it and go over the lake, over a bridge, um, go down the street that the parade is held for you know, the community. It's just, it's a very unique community. There, there's little pockets where you can walk around and have, you know, enjoy an evening with your family, your kids, and it's always changing. I'll also say that if you're coming to visit, you know, definitely look, there's um, some great local, you know, like North Metro eateries and things like that, that can give you good ideas of where to eat and take your, take your families. It's an incredible place. And you guys aren't terribly far from Atlanta. So from those that are visiting Atlanta, this could easily be a day trip. Absolutely. It's funny you say that because we have friends from your area, from South Carolina, that will come stop at Inc. to play with their kids and keep driving so that they can go to the Sam's Club or the Costco that's not much farther (laughs) than us. And so it's, it's funny 
that they would drive a couple hours to do that, but were a good stopping point. Even going the opposite way, coming from Atlanta and heading up to the mountains. Again, people stop and they'll play for a few hours just to burn some energy. So going both ways down the highway, it's, it's very convenient. It's, it's, it's a great location. That's a great idea, stopping for a couple of hours to burn some energy for those <laughs> that have young children. Absolutely. So traveling with kids can be a unique adventure. Are there any travel tips that you have based on your experiences with Inc. that could help families make the most of educational and recreational journeys? So novelty is key. You know, I, I see so much um, carrying little bags that have new activities. If you can also prepare your kids ahead of time, whether it's visiting Inc. and exploring and knowing what you're about to experience, but also uh, books. Books are great. Books that can, can teach you of where you're about to head. You know, we took our family up to Washington, D.C. because they were kind of learning about it at school, but we read books and we watched um, like a movie, like, you know, different history things. And getting up there, it was fun to compare to our current community. Like, how does how does Washington, D.C. compare to Gainesville or Hall County? And so I'm a firm believer of, of getting your kids out there and experience experiencing as much as you can because that's how they learn. They learn to do well with others. They learn to interact and hold the door open for their, their um, people coming behind them. So it's just, I say, explore, get out there and play with your families. And the museum helps learn how to navigate some of those things. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So your journey with Inc. is a testament to dedication. What advice would you give to young individuals who aspire to make a positive impact like you have um, in their communities? First of all, it, you're not alone. Find a good mentor, a group of mentors that can just encourage you, give you good advice. I, I, I had mentioned Sherry, our founder. She is an incredible mentor to me and um, has, has given me life in terms of the words and just the support. So finding your people, finding people that can encourage you, but also getting plugged in, if, whether it's the community you work or the community that you live, getting plugged in, whether it's you know, they say vote with your dollars, go, go eat at local restaurants, go play at the local parks and, and get to know people and just figure out how to get plugged in. Cause when you're out and about, you don't have your phone attached to you. You're, you're creative and you can kind of explore. And for me, I still feel very young. I have three kids, but I, I get a lot of creativity from them too. Like they, they kind of will spur stuff on and it's, it's encouraging them to see, get behind the mission of, of ink. Like my son, he's sweet. He was writing little business cards yesterday of the ink address and the phone number. He had found out what it is from Google. He asked. And so he, he was making these little business cards, 18 of them so that he could give them to all of his, his friends at school. And so it's just fun that you know, I, I love the entrepreneur of things. And so seeing that kind of spur on in that younger generation and 
just finding creativity wherever you can and and seeking mentors or wise counsel for for different decisions. I love that. My daughter, she's almost four my youngest daughter's almost 14 now and she um especially when she was a little bit younger would do the same thing of just come up with these random business ideas and I don't think when you and I were younger that was necessarily you know at the forefront of our minds was creating <laughs> businesses and so it definitely shows how things have changed and evolved over time. As a nonprofit organization, you know, obviously we've talked about community support is vital. How can individuals locally and also from afar contribute to Inc.'s mission and help ensure that the museum continues to inspire generations to come? Absolutely. We would love if you or any of your listeners feel like Inc wow, needs to keep going, needs to continue to inspire the next generation of learners. Um, vote with your dollars. You know, it, donating to Inc. is a great way to see a, a long-term return on your investment. It's, you're you're helping by giving to Inc. You're helping make sure that kids are learning how to be pilots so that they can travel to places. You're helping um, fund these opportunities that kids are learning not to be scared in their communities and to enjoy life to the fullest. So I encourage you to donate. If you are with a company, I encourage you to um, seek out ways to do corporate sponsorships. Or even if you're like, maybe it doesn't sound like you have, um, you know, an XYZ exhibit, maybe a, a car manufacturer, come on, let's talk, let's figure out how we can get that in there. You know, it's, I, I think about right now how we, I, I just spent a lot of time in like the touring hospitals and and figuring out, you know, nurse nursing, that's mm -hmm. a, that's a big shortage and it will be in the next few years and seeing how we can try to help from a kid's standpoint of five-year-olds learning, oh, nursing is a career. Nursing is how we can help nurse, things like that. Those we're helping give the skills to your future employees. So if you're a company listening to this, I strongly encourage you to to reach out and let's figure out how we can start arming those little kids or even just the parents who come and play with them. Education on your companies. You guys definitely have something incredibly unique and special. Um, now, I ask every guest this that comes on the show. Do you have a favorite quote or any words of wisdom that you would like to leave behind with our listeners? If it ain't neon, it shouldn't be on. So I, you will come into the museum and you will see color everywhere. We were actually just redoing stuff and repainting. And everybody was like, wait, this color doesn't match this color. And this blue is not the same as this blue. And it's because color is life. Neon, like just rock it out. If it ain't neon, it shouldn't be on. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Again, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here and just sharing to this really cool, special place that you have in Gainesville. I really can't wait to see what happens with you guys over the years to come and the, how you expand and grow over time. I, I'm really excited to, to watch that happen and I can't wait to visit. <laughs> well, thank you. Anytime you're around, come ask for a tour and um, you're always welcome at Inc. Thank you. 